You're listening to the Life Center Church Podcast. with myself and so are you 
You're always talking to yourself. You're always feeding yourself stuff. The things that I say to myself about myself are profoundly important. Because we tend to believe what we say to ourselves. I, I theologize, uh, theologize with myself. I, 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 I philosophize with myself. Uh, I'm like an archaeologist. I kind of dig through all the mound of my existence, trying to make sense out of my world. We do that, don't we? I talk to me more than I talk to anybody else. And so do you. And so do you. I need to pay attention to my private conversations, what, what I have been saying to me about me. And, and, and my friends, we all do. We need, in the quiet of your room, in the quiet of your car, in the late at night when you're talking to yourself, what do you say to yourself? What do you say to yourself? Here's a second statement. I am always living out of a sense of identity. I am always living out of a sense of identity. One of the things I do to me in my self-talks is assign myself identity. We all do. I'm always telling myself some, somehow, some way that I am something. And my sense of identity has a huge impact on my sense of emotions and my functionality. How I live this life out, how I go through my daily walk, uh, because of what I've told myself about me. There are only two places to get your identity, you know that, don't you? Number one, it, it is either vertically, with God, through God, in God, or it's horizontally, with the things of the world and people all around me. If I'm not living out of my identity in Christ vertically, I will shop for identity horizontally. There's a whole lot of this going on in our world today, even a lot of this going on in churches today. Instead of finding our identity in Christ, we find it in the people around us, the things around us, what we have and what we don't have. But see, identity amnesia leads to identity replacement. If we don't recognize or know who we are in Christ Jesus, then I, I will shop for identity in other places, and you will do the same thing. I will try to get identity out of my marriage or, or my job or my status or, or, or my looks or my fame or my power. Or, or, or instead of looking and seeking vertically, I go horizontally. Sometimes I even get my identity from my problems. I say I'm depressed. I'm depressed. And that, that, I, that identity means that I, I, I'm a special person and I should be treated in a unique way. Now, now, depression is profound. It is. It is. It's dark and it's deep and it's a difficult experience. But it's, it's an experience, not an identity. It's an experience. And when you make it an identity, it will hurt you. It will keep you bound in that depressive state. That's an experience. It's not who you are. A person may say, I've been through a divorce. Uh, uh, and divorce is a 
but I must not take my identity, that as my identity. It will hurt me. Having cancer it is a difficult experience, but it's not. We cannot let it be our identity. Second Peter chapter 1. You can turn there or pull out your phone or, or your iPad. And chapter 1 verses 1 through 9 it says this. This letter is from Simon Peter, a slave and apostle of Jesus Christ. I'm writing to you who share the same precious faith we have. This faith was given to you because of the justice and fairness of Jesus Christ, our Lord, our God and Savior. May God give you more and more grace and peace as you grow in your knowledge of God and Jesus, our Lord. By his divine power, God has given us everything we need for living a godly life. We have received all of this by coming to know him, the one who called us to himself by means of his marvelous glory and excellence. And because of his glory and excellence, he has given us great and precious promises. These are the promises that enable you to share his divine nature and escape the world's corruption caused by human desires. In view of all this, make every effort to respond to God's promises. Supplement your faith with a generous provision of moral excellence and moral excellence with knowledge and knowledge with self-control and self-control with patient endurance and patient endurance with godliness and godliness with brotherly affections and brotherly affections with love for everyone. The more you grow like this, the more productive and useful you will be in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. But those who fail to develop in this way are short-sighted or blind, forgetting that they have been cleansed from their old sins. Did you hear that? Hallelujah. The issue is identity. We have forgotten our identity as the cleansed children of the Lamb of God. That's who you are. That's who I am. Amen. The old church hymn said it this way. I hear the Savior say, thy strength indeed is small. Child of weakness, watch and pray. Find in me thine all in all. Right? Not in what the world's telling you. Not in what your mind's telling you in the late night hours. But what Jesus has done for you. That's who you are. When I forget the dynamic of all the, what that means, then I don't live out that identity. I live something far short of that identity as a child of God. We quit pursuing who we are in Christ, and we shop for identity where it cannot be found. When we forget who we are in Christ Jesus, we quit pursuing Him and what belongs to you in Christ Jesus. My mind begins to race. With all these self-talks, I panic. And don't you panic? Yeah, we panic. We worry. We fret. We, we're frantic. I begin to shop for identity. Well, who's going to build me up? Who, who, who's going to make me feel good about who I am? You know, there's a pressure. I put a pressure on my spouse, and that was never meant. Those levels of pressure cannot ever be put on a spouse. But we do that, don't we? We put expectations on them that are way too high. It's almost messianic. You're going to make me who I am. 
truth is it'll always disappoint you. And we get bitter. And we get hurt. And we get angry because they're not doing what they're supposed to do. They're building me up. My problem is I forget them. I forget who I am. And more importantly, whose I am. Or maybe I put this pressure on my children. You got to perform because you get the A's or you make the first team or you do all these things. Then I feel good about who I am. But what if they don't make the first team? And what if they don't get straight A's? Do you, do you feel bad about who you are? I looked at things to give me identity. I'm making them out. Not the one that they're supposed to have. I'm asking life, everyday, ordinary life, to deliver me to that which I can only receive through Christ Jesus. Every day. It was never meant to be other things or other places. It's always, if it is, it, my life's fruitless. It's unproductive. It's stifled. It's enough to drive the simplest mind crazy. Some of us are going crazy, like us, trying to figure out who we are. And I drive people around me crazy. Some of you are doing just that, aren't you? Driving people closest to you crazy. Because you're putting that pressure on them, never meant to be. Sitting in the middle of the most incredible provision ever, though. Can you imagine? Can you imagine if you're a homeless person sitting outside of a bank? Not realizing that your grandfather had left you a hundred million dollars in a bank that's just behind you, and yet you're a homeless person sitting there begging for food, begging for this or that, and, and trying to find help through your day when you have a hundred million dollars sitting in the bank. You say, "Man, that's foolish." Well, how much more that we have the provision and the blessings of the Lord, it will go to Him for our identity as a child of the living God instead of people around us or what we do. Look at, what's the first question men ask each other? What do you do for a living? That's the system our world works in. What do you do is who you are. That's not it, friends. That's not it. That's not it. Adam and Eve were in the garden, right? They find themselves in a very special relationship with the living God, the God who has spoken the world into existence, that hung the, the stars in, in the sky, and everything was, that they knew was beautiful and perfect in every, every way. And yet, and yet, they believed the lie of the devil, and they thought, God must be holding out on us. Sometimes we do the same thing. It's a better life over here. Uh, as long as I'm with these people, I'm really living. As long as I'm doing this thing, young people, and in this party and along this line, uh, you know, doing this stuff, then, then I'm really something. And the reality is it will hurt you. It will destroy you. It will keep you from the life that God wants for you. Because our, our hope is in Him. Our reality is in Him. Jobs won't, won't do it. Atheists. GTV won't get you enough. You can't buy enough. The millionaire who, who has all the money, he's always got to get more money. Why? Because it doesn't satisfy. 
It doesn't satisfy. All because we have forgotten who we are in Christ Jesus. What about physically? How I look? Now I know my, my head looks like a sandy beach. doesn't go right. 
everything in our world works on that basis. Everything. Christianity works the other way. Hallelujah. It says your identity should shape your behavior. Did you hear that? Who you are, you are one in whom Christ dwells and delights. Hallelujah. Praise his name. That's what, what, what I love about the life in Christ Jesus. Your identity always comes from uh, out of your behavior. It guides our behavior, praise God. Our identity shapes our behavior. Colossians 3, verses 1 through 8 says, Since you have been raised to new life with Christ, set your sights on the realities of heaven where Christ sits in the place of honor and God's right hand. Think about the things of heaven, not the things of earth, for you died to this life and your real life is hidden in, with Christ in God. And when Christ, who is, is, is your life, is revealed to the whole world, you will share in all his glory. Think about that for a moment. One day when the trumpet sounds and we're all gathered in heaven and we're standing around the throne, we're going to feel pretty good about who we are, aren't we, at that moment? Yeah, we are. So it goes on to say, so put to death the sinful earthly things lurking within you, having nothing to do with sexual immorality, impurity, lust, and evil desires. Don't be greedy, for a greedy person is an idolater, worshiping the things of this world. Because of these sins, the anger of God is coming. You used to do these things when your life was still part of this world, but now is the time to get rid of anger, rage, malicious behavior, slander, and dirty language. Did you know in verse 5, Paul urges us to, have, uh, uh, to behave in a certain way. The, we, 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 we behave on the basis of our identity. Because we are in Christ, we no longer fall victim to sin. We no longer participate in sin. Why? Because I'm in Christ Jesus. It's not because I shall not. It's because I don't want to. Because I'm in Christ Jesus. We have to get away from the if-then. That's the law to the, to the because-therefore way of thinking. What do I mean? Christ put an end to the old arrangement. It was a shadow of things to come. The law was only the shadow. It was meant to lead us to Christ Jesus. Songwriter goes on to say, My sin, oh, the bliss of this glorious thought. My sin, not in part, but the whole, has been nailed to the cross, and I bear it no more. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, oh, my soul. Hallelujah. Praise God. So do you pray and fast and read your Bible? I do all that and sometimes more, but the difference is I don't have to. I want to. There's a difference. There's a difference. Uh, oh, I, got, I should serve at the church. No, I should not. I want to serve at the church. Hallelujah. Because I've been, I'm a child of God. I'm, a, I'm an example of what God can do. I get to because I'm a believer. Praise God. Romans 8, 1 and 2 says, So now there is no condemnation for those who belong to Christ Jesus. And because you belong to him, the power of the life-giving spirit has freed you from the power of sin that leads to death. The spirit is within you. Did you get that? 
gospel identity. What does it mean to live out of this identity? There's no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. And yet we feel that, that condemnation, don't we? We feel condemned. We have people telling us, we have voices telling us, oh, you're not worthy enough. You, you don't measure up enough. You're not good enough. I mean, think about it. It, it affects us all. It affects us all. It does. No condemnation. Paul has already established that Christ carried our sentence, the charges against us. They've been canceled out. There's no condemnation. When you're sentenced, what follows? What follows of your sentence? Prison and, and sentences. Uh, you know, you're a convict now if, you, if you've been, if you, if you, if you've broken the, the law. But we have been set free. Hallelujah. You are no longer in prison. This is not this, the convicted identity that the world falls under. For those of you who are in Christ Jesus, so don't act like you, you're still a convict. Don't act like you're still bound by the sin of, of this world. I am free. I am free. I am free. Praise God, I am free. And so are you. You see, the law of the Spirit has set you free. In Christ Jesus. Here's a, here's, here's a statement. Get a grip. There's a new sheriff in town. In the name of Jesus Christ. You're set free. The, the jail gates open. Come on out. The law means new governing rules. You were once under the government of sin. Under that rule of sin. But now, that's not true any longer. Praise God. The new government is the spirit of life. Hallelujah. The spirit of life. The government of sin and death has been replaced by the government of the spirit of life. That's what we have. No more doldrums. No more, uh, I don't know what I am, who I am. No, you're a child of the living God filled with his spirit, with power and authority. Praise God. We have to stop acting, asking the law to do what only grace can accomplish. Now, God resources me for a new living. He resources you for a new way of living. I'm not given all the resources to live out this brand new life. Now, now it's not just a new identity that Paul's talking about here. It's a new potential. The spirit of life is now living inside of me. I am one whom Christ dwells. You're one whom Christ dwells. You, I don't need to look for him. He is now made a place where he is, uh, where he dwells. He dwells inside me. He dwells inside you. Now Christ dwells in me. I would say yes, indeed. Hallelujah. Why is this important? Because every day we measure our potential. Don't we? Every day when we rise, we assign ourselves That's not, that's not your identity. We assess our value. We're going back to the self-talks. Paul isn't saying that my, saying my, my potential is, 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 Paul is saying that my potential is Christ. Galatians 2.20 says, the life I live, I will live by faith of the Son of God. That's how I live. 
some of you have been living lately? Be honest. Be honest. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. So as the musicians are coming forward and, and God has spoken to your heart, don't, don't, you know, I, I may have missed, must, messed up here and there, may have stumbled on a word or two, but hear what the word of the Lord is saying to you. You're a child of the living God. Hallelujah. You're forgiven. The sentence that was against you, you're no longer in prison. You're no longer a convict. You're a liberated son and child, daughter of God. Hallelujah. And the spirit, his spirit, the spirit that, that ruled the world and spoke life into this world, hallelujah, abides in you, my friend. With your heads bowed and eyes closed. Father God, I pray that every distraction would be was outside this building. I pray that the, the self-talk that we've been talking to ourselves would be shut out right now. And that all we could hear is the voice of the Spirit. If there's hurting people here in this church right now, men and women that have been talk talking to themselves and giving a false impression of who they are, and they've been living like that, and they've li been living in defeat, living in discouragement, living in depression. Today, Lord, is the day we leave it all on you, my friend. Lord, I can speak from experience. I remember, Lord God, all my comparisons, all my trying to find identity in this or that, but it was when I laid it down at the altar, never to pick it up again, and trusted in who you said I, I was, and who you, what you've done for me, that things changed in my life. We can find victory in you, Lord. Because there is victory in you for everyday living. An abundant life for, from you, in you. If we'll just lay it, our burden down, our, 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 be honest with you this morning, God. Help us to be honest with you. Because we haven't been honest to ourselves. We spend endless days and nights, Lord God, fretting and worried and, 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 and full of heartache and despair because we haven't put ourselves in you, Lord. Move by your spirit and transform us, Lord, this morning. The people who will know who they are and live like people that know who they are. Spirit, come and do what only you can do. In Jesus' name. Amen. Would you stand with me, please? And I firmly believe that there's something special that's going to happen for you who will come to the altar and just lay it down. Don't lie to yourself or anybody else. You've been miserable. You don't want to have to be miserable anymore. As we sing this song, would you? Thanks for joining us. For more information on Life Center Church and our ministries, visit lifecenterchurch.com.